0: Here, okay, cool. So we are recording. Um, so yeah, so uh, for the guys who uh, are on the fellowships WhatsApp group, uh, and also if you saw it on IG, uh, we I, I shared um, something about. Uh, it was a very um, like sort of call to action message, and it's because I I honestly do feel like we are in that uh, space uh, as 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 a generation. I feel like every generation. Uh, that that goes by usually gets this chance where you you are um, it's it's a make or break season for you as a generation and i believe that this now is our time as a generation um i was i was reading or rather i was listening to some story about a, a, a revival it's it's known as I don't know if it's the Azusa or the maybe Charleston has an idea, but I don't know if it's the Azusa or the Azusa uh, and Asusa. Ade. Azusa Yes, Azusa revival that broke out. um, What country was that? Who knows the country where it it broke out? Uh, Okay, so there was a revival called Azusa. It's one of the greatest um, in in history. And uh, it broke out in a city that I can't remember. And one of the things that was said was that while that was happening, like there were some people in that city who, you know, the Lord used to start that revival. And then there were some Young, it was started by young people. so there were some young people in that city who the Lord used to start that revival. Uh, yes, in California. Thank you Thank you, uh, Charles. So there were some young people you know in California who the Lord used, young people, your age and I, uh, to start that revival. And then in the same city of California there' some young people who read about it in the news. So the question was, uh, if that was to start in Nairobi, what category of young people would you be in? Would you be in the category of people who the Lord used? To start that revival, or would you be the ones who would be reading about it uh, in the newspapers, just like everyone else in the world, you know? And 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 that that actually sort of really provoked me in, in a very um in a very nice way. To just want to ask some questions, which now led to that statement that I made up, or that in the next, which is very true, that in the next uh, ten to fifteen years we will be the people who will be occupying these political seats. We will be the people who will be occupying, um, you know, we will be the ministry leaders, we will be the, the company executives, we will be the employers, you know, we will be the CEOs and, and all these people. And and if we don't uh, start preparing for those uh, ninis right now, if you don't start pr- preparing for how we are going to lead, uh, some of us are, are you know, it, the worst thing would be for leadership, ikupate unaware. ikupate unprepared. And, you know, and, and the thing is, You're not going to be appointed, and I want you to hear me, I want you to hear this eh, and hear it well. You're not going to be appointed to be a leader. Sometimes, let me put it this way sometimes people are not appointed into leadership positions because they are leaders. They are appointed into leadership positions because those positions must be filled. Leadership is something, leadership and governance is something that um, society cannot run without. So, whether or not a society has leaders, uh, those positions must be filled. And when there are no leaders um, in that society, then anyone who's available, is given is it can fill those seats. And so you get to see certain gaps, like for example, what we are seeing in our country, you know, um, 2 billion shillings being lost on the Azusa, see Azusa, Azusa, Santi Charles, um, you know, and, and uh, you get to see things like 2 billion shillings being lost per year. This, this week I read an, an article that said um, in 2020, as a country we were borrowing, I think it's 3.34 billion shillings per day for a whole year which is nuts. Right. So uh, so if we, don't, uh, if we don't become proactive in, in, in deciding the kind of people that we want to be in the future, then easy v 2 to tupatatu because, and I hope you hear what I'm saying, because companies must have CEOs, the government must have people and children must have parents, all right? But those things will happen whether or not um, those leaders are there. Children will always have parents whether or not the parents are prepared for, for parenthood. Uh, and so the best thing that we can do for ourselves as a generation is to be prepared because that's, that's. Um, I hope you're getting what I'm saying. That's not, it's not wishful thinking. It is something that will happen. 15 years from now, Kenya will have a government. 15 years from now, and 15 years from now, companies, startups, um, you know, big businesses, industrial factories, nazo, and they will be big. The question is, what kind of people will be leading those organizations? And the reason that needs to worry you is because the entire, um, you know, the, 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 our country is pegged on that. Um, right now, uh, you know, fuel was, was, was uh, I think it was last week, by almost 10 shillings, right? Uh, so people, if you're here and you have a car, I'm sure you're already feeling that pinch. Now, if you're here and you don't have a car, it's just a matter of time before the fare goes up, and you're it's just a matter of time before it goes up. Now, did that fuel need to go up? It did not. You know, some of the stories that are going around that is that people are looking for money for campaigns next year. So that's why they are raising the fuel money. And whatever reason it is that that fuel money was raised. You know, it. the point is that it didn't need to raise, but because simply because someone has that ability to raise fuel and affect the lives of an entire country, they just do it. And that's what happens when leadership positions are filled with by people who do not have uh, the capacity to to lead. You understand? Anyone can have a capacity to lead. It it takes, uh, I don't think leaders are born, I think they are made, right? So anyone can can lead, but it needs, uh, like what we are coming together tonight to do, it needs people to make intentional decisions, uh, and deliberate decisions to be those kind of people that uh, in the event that I do in maybe 10 or 15 years become an executive, God opens a door for me to be an executive. I will be ready for it. You know, Bella here uh, introduces herself as the future chief justice, you know, she will be ready for it when that time comes. And so that's that's what um, uh, we are here today to to talk about. And we are going to be taking a, a, a very interesting approach. I believe with all of my heart that every problem that is there in society. <clears throat> um, the Bible has a solution for it, because the Bible says that there is nothing new under the sun. So I believe that even these problems that we are going through as a people, as a nation, the past two weeks, uh, has there has just been a very sad and sickening outcry for, you know, this hashtag end rape culture, you know. And you see some of the responses that some of these men are putting up on this, are, resp- are using to respond to these posts is Nisi too. mtu kunado adi wiki i wiki adi mimi mazeni nilienda nika kuna mtu kuna celebrities planning nilienda pala nika wa bash and and me am those guys who you know those guys who just read the comments and then you shake your ma- but usari i easy wiki mbili zimefika mali nilishindoku kujinya and I you know I nikaenda mali kwa comment section na nika na nika very very harsh words towards the pe- person who had posted that particular thing so um things like those um listen activism is good but I hope we know it doesn't solve anything. Um, it, it helps to reduce the evil, but activism will never get rid of the of the deceitfulness and, and the evil that lies in the hearts of men. The only person who can get rid of that is Jesus. And so every time, and I hope, and hope this registers, you know, I was telling God that this, I hope this is what registers that every time I, I am hit with the reality of how, uh, bad we are doing as a society. I was telling the Lord that I hope that will be incentive for me to lean on him more, as opposed to me becoming frustrated and becoming angry. And my and you know, the thing about such things is that your anger is not, uh, it doesn't have a place to be directed towards because the government is not a person. You understand? And if it was, even if a person, let's say, for example, you decide to become angry at President Uhuru, uh, you don't have access to him. You, you He cannot... Even if you decided to speak your mind chances are that you'll never hear what you have to say you know so i was telling the lord that as opposed to i was telling him that every time i become frustrated by something that is happening in society i pray that i will be more quick i will be i would be quicker to run to his presence more than i will be to run uh, to frustration and to anger and to worry because the truth is the real solution is in the lord right and and when we say that the solution is in jesus uh, I don't. I don't mean in a mystical way, which is what now we'll be looking at. When we say Jesus is the carrier of, of solutions, it's not mystical. The Lord will not come down, and and uh, and and you know, uh, just touch Kenya and heal Kenya. It will be. It will be a result of young people like you and I saying yes habitually to the Lord. You make it a habit of saying yes to whatever it is that Jesus is leading you to do. You make it a habit to say yes to obey conviction, to go out in courage, to go out in boldness, and do exactly what it is that the Lord is asking you to do. And so today, I want us to go into 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 Scripture, and I want us to see, uh, you know, how we can be the answer to society, how you can be the best how you can start today preparing to be the best parent that your child will ever have, how you can today start making steps towards being the leader that our country desperately needs. Uh, Those executives, those company executives, how you can start preparing today to become that person. Uh, And to do that, uh, we are going to be be reading from the book of Matthew chapter 5. I'm going to share my screen in just a bit so that you can see it. Uh, but before we go there, let me just uh, say a few things and then we will go there. So the title of what I want to share, I know that the poster said active faith, and that is what we are going to be looking at for a few weeks, but this doesn't end today. And I encourage you to come for all of them. We're going to go probably for maybe two or, two or, two or three more weeks. Uh, We're going to look at so many things, uh, just building what 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 we are coming against or what we are trying to build here is a personal culture. And like I said on that post, uh, the caption said, personal culture is, is a fruit of Repeated decisions, like if you, if you, if you, if you have made it your life uh, choice to always be on time, and you make that a repeated habit, then it becomes your personal culture, and people start describing you as a punctual person. You know, so repeated habits are what make are what make up your personal culture, like your personal constitution. It is made up of the repeated behaviors that you do every now and then, and so. Uh, the, the, what I want us to talk about today is a personal culture of abandonment. And all these things for the next three weeks will give us a deeper definition of what it means to have faith and what it means to have an active faith and what it means to be a true follower of Jesus. <claps> Ooh, let's go. <clears throat> so uh, a personal culture of, of abandonment. Um, our faith. Uh, the first thing I want to say is that our faith was engineered to be an expressive kind of faith. Not one that is kept to yourself. You you cannot keep your faith to yourself, or rather, you can, but you're not supposed to. Or one that is exclusive. You know that, uh, <clears throat> and I'm gonna explain what that means in just in just in just a bit. And when and and the thing is, when we don't allow our faith to be expressed, it will eventually die. And I shall substantiate these statements in just a bit. Um, so, when faith is not expressed, this is how people who were once set on fire for the Lord end up becoming. First of all very cold and passive christians you know you, be, you just become indifferent you become the things that used to move you for example when you would hear that someone in your family is not saved or or <clears throat> or yourself you're having you realize that you're battling with something like bitterness or unforgiveness uh you know there's a time when that would move you into prayer but nowadays it's not like eh. Uh, i love you not to pay a statement and you nairobi ruby on a ksema, eh, but in your life hmm? And then, first of all, you become very cold and passive, and then you end up altogether walking back into the life of sin, you know. So you end up going back to where the Lord brought you out from. And today, I want us to confront a culture that is so present within us as followers of Jesus, and I am part of this. I am part of the people who, uh, you know, is, are being confronted by the Lord, and, I, and, and I'm open to it. You know, I'm opening up my heart for him to come and deal with it. Um, and for him to change me. Um, <clears throat> so we shall invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts to allow him to change our hearts and to set us on a new journey, which for the purposes of understanding, we shall refer to as a personal culture of active faith. So we are setting out on a course to develop a personal culture. Like the way you see there, people would say, uh, Njanga is very punctual. So we, we want by, by the end of this, maybe this month, we want <clears throat> month as in the next two or three weeks, Uh, We want to get to a place where when people look at us, the one thing or the quickest thing that will come to their minds about us is that these people are full of faith. They are full of courage. They are full of boldness. They are not shy and they are not afraid of obeying the Lord and going out into the spaces that the Lord is sending them into. Hallelujah. So let's pray and then uh, we're going to. Uh, we've already started, but let me. I realized, and because I want to look like a professional preacher, oh my God, so I may slot into this smoothly. I hope I'm So let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. Um, as it goes out, Lord, uh, may it be true uh, in accordance to your word that it will not go back to you void. We open our hearts, we open our minds, Lord, that we may be the good soil that bears fruit. In the name of Jesus, we pray amen and amen should have also prayed for your sense of humor. that was a very good joke but it's fine. that is just. you can engage me in the chat just so that I can know uh, to Uh All right so Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 to 16. Uh, I'm gonna share my screen so that you I'm gonna do all the hard work for you. you just have to sit there and listen. So I'm sharing my screen in a bit. I hope akuna tabuzi nimefungozi nye zitani, zitani, zitani anika vibaya. Hakuna please. Uh, all right, so Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 and 16. I'm reading from, uh, this should be the new living translation. Yes, so Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 to 16. It says, you are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost, lost its flavor? I hope, can you guys see this? Mnaona, no, soma vizuri. How much should I? Maybe just, uh, okay, that is too much. All right. You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead. Excuse me. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it is, where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Um, so yeah. So that's the scripture that we are going to be using for for today. Uh, you can also pull it. Uh, you can also pull it up for for yourself, uh, so that you can just continue uh, reading as we as we proceed. Uh, cool. Now, Jesus here. Uses uh, two very simple examples that pass across a very vital understanding of how faith is meant to operate. When we say that we have faith, you know, what? How does it supposed to be operated? And just so that we can be on the same page, the faith we are talking about here is faith in Jesus Christ as your personal savior. It's the kind of faith that I believe a good number of us here already subscribed to. <clears throat> but for the purposes of understanding, let me describe that faith. It is the faith. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, you know that faith that believes that through his death on the cross and resurrection, uh, you have received forgiveness for sin and you have been set free from sin and been empowered through God's grace to live a life of righteousness. It's basically, Chanye describing So that So if, if that is the kind of faith that you subscribe to, then that's the kind of faith that we are talking about today. So when we say active faith, we are not trying to introduce a new faith. We are just talking about that one, that faith that when that day, the gospel was preached to you, you are convicted and you decided to give your life to Jesus the same faith, the same thing that we're talking about here. All right, so we are not introducing something new. We are just receiving. What you're going to be doing is that we'll be receiving a deeper and more comprehensive meaning of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, right? And so Jesus uses two very simple examples, but they carry um, such a profound uh teaching and and such a profound description to our faith sometime back i remember sharing with some guys uh, in a fellowship back and i told them i decided to do a study on what are called the red letters Uh, like like now your partner everything that jesus said was put in red letters right so i decided to read that i just wanted to 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 hear the lord for him. I just wanted to read what the Lord was saying. And I realized that Jesus, if you were to look at Jesus as a human being, he is probably, actually, he is the most profound human being to ever walk on this planet. The wisdom and knowledge that that guy walked in, ah, man, it was out of this world. Um, and so he uses in this case, two very simple examples, salt and a candle, to drive a very vital, uh, thing that we must understand about our faith. And I'm going to tell you what that, this, that, that thing is. Um, actually, I started by saying, he, he used those two examples to show to us that faith must be expressed. It must be expressive. When it's not expressive, it dies. Uh, salt is added. Jesus said, you know, salt is added to food uh, to add flavor. And there are two things I want us to note here, that the presence of salt in food cannot be ignored. Woo! Hallelujah the presence of salt in food cannot be ignored. When you're having food that is salted, you can't ignore that the salt is there. And the second thing that I want you to also note about here is that um, um, that the absence of salt in food also cannot be ignored. So the presence of salt in food uh, cannot be ignored, and also its absence cannot be ignored. Uh, If you, when, when, you know, when food doesn't have salt, it lacks taste and flavor. And no one wants to eat that food. And when it's given, and when it has salt, then it has flavor, you know. And everyone uh, wants to eat that food. I believe that Jesus used this example to speak to us about uh, to speak to us about who we are as disciples. He was trying to explain to us who we are as disciples. That our presence on this earth is supposed to be felt, and not just felt, uh, but our presence on uh, on earth is supposed. Uh, sorry, I uh, wrote here. That our presence is not just supposed to be, to be um, that our, Jesus was trying to use that example to teach us that our presence here on earth as followers of Jesus must be felt. And not just felt uh, by the people who are close to us, but even by the people who do not know us. And our presence is not just supposed to be felt. It is supposed to be something that gives the earth direction. The whole earth. The Bible says that it is waiting; it is awaiting the manifestations of the sons, the manifestation, sorry, of the sons and daughters of Christ. You know? I believe that Jesus was saying that we do not have an option of being present and not being felt. I believe that Jesus was saying we don't have the option of one not being present, and number two, being present and not being felt. Whew, hallelujah. <laughs> our, our, our presence is what is supposed to give us its direction. Right? Uh, Jesus was saying that we cannot, we do not have an option of not being present and felt. Jesus was saying that we cannot be the quiet and passive kids at the corner who just want a normal and quiet life. The kid who just wants to get done with that day. An semester. Mine Stucky, I don't want to be noticed I don't I just want my pre- you know and and we use all manner of reasons to justify that oh me I'm introverted i don't you know i'm introverted i don't like being around people and and i say that as an introvert I did i did i mean for the longest time I've always known i'm an introvert so i did this test uh, and then it 16 uh, personalities.com you should do it it will it will give you um you very deep, deep understandings of a deep understanding of who you are. And so that test comes back and tells me I'm 90% introverted. I was like, I knew I was introverted, but gosh, I didn't know I was that introverted, you know? Um, and so we use such reasons as, you know, I'm introverted. So Miss Penangi, you know, I, I've chosen to live a quiet life. I just want to live peacefully, you know? Um, so Jesus does not want us to be the kid you know, who just wants to get done with that term or with that semester and just go home. The kid who just wants to be done with high school or with campus and move on to the next stage of life. Jesus himself was not that quiet kid. Jesus was the loud kid who got everyone to listen to him, whether you want to or not. Jesus was the kind of person, was the kind of kid, if he was in high school, he would be the kind of, he would be the popular kid, The one that everyone knows exists, the one that, you know, because of how he has chosen to live his life, people cannot ignore that he's in that high school. He was the type of student whose presence in that school would be felt by everyone and in every corner of that school. Jesus was bold, Jesus was courageous, you know, Jesus threw himself in situations that everyone else was avoiding. There's a story in the Bible. Of, of, of this guy who was possessed by 3,000 demons, Jesus went to that person, the person who everyone else was avoiding, the situation that every other person did not want to run towards, Jesus went there. You know, he was not being afraid. Jesus was not afraid of being called controversial. You know, Jesus was not afraid of being controversial. Not controversial. He was not afraid of being controversial. You know, he defended a woman who was caught red-handed, in bed with a man who was not her husband, as in Alishikwa. Alishikwa, he was against that thing, and the Lord defended her. He was not against, he was not afraid, rather, of being called controversial. You know, Jesus was not afraid of men. He was not afraid of men. He was not afraid of, uh, by by that I mean, afraid of man. Like, you know, he would openly challenge the the ten authority figures, the people who were in authority those times, you know. For example, one of the most... (laughs) Ah oh, man, this was outrageous, man. Like one of the things like, Is in Matthew chapter 23, verse 3, uh, where he, he was talking to the crowd, and 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 he 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 you know he tells them, Whatever the Pharisees teach you, do it, but do not emulate how they live their lives. I'm like, oh my God you know like that's that's what Jesus said he looks at the Pharisees they are are there and he's telling people listen whatever it is that they teach you he starts by saying these people have been have been given he says these people are the custodian of the law of Moses so do whatever it is that it is do whatever it is that they teach you but do not live as they live do not emulate the way they live their life so one he was not afraid of people he was not afraid of man you know Jesus was assault he was assault any early on this earth you could not ignore his presence and he was just he was not just known by people close to him his presence was felt by everyone in fact in that town where where, where he chased out those those three thousand demons from that man uh, and then sent them into the pigs the bible says that the news spread everywhere to the point where these people came back and they chased Jesus away from that town Atukutaki, just get back into your boat and go from where uh, go go back to where you're coming from yeah he was assault as in as not not assault as in Atu, he was salt on this earth you <clears throat> could not ignore his presence and he was not just known by the people close to him his presence was felt by everyone question for us today is other than your friends and other than your family who else feels your presence Buenas, if you other than the people who know you, other than your friends, other than your families, other than your family members, rather other than your classmates, the people who are around you, who else knows that you exist? And is your existence acknowledged because you're there or is it acknowledged because of the impact that you have? Is your presence, or rather, let me ask it this way, is your existence acknowledged because you're breathing and you're alive Or is it acknowledged because of the impact you're having around the people uh, in the world, rather, or in the people around you? (laughs) Who else feels your presence? And even those people who feel your presence, how is your presence changing them? How is the awareness of your presence, how is the awareness of your existence helping them, changing them? The question I have for us today is, do you live a disruptive life? Or do you live, you know, uh, what's this word? You've conformed. Conformed. Eh? You've conformed. You fit the narrative. Go to high school, pass well, go to campo, do well, get a job. I don't know what happens after that. Get married, have kids, teach them about the Lord, die. Is that is that the narrative that you're living? Or are you a disruptive kind of person? Let me tell you, Those people who lived that kind of life, we are not the first one to be living that kind of life, but those people who lived that kind of life, I'll tell you where you will not find their names. You will not find their names in the Bible. And you will not find their names particularly in Hebrews chapter 11, where the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame of the Bible, Malina Kuanga. The people whose names are there, Kina Abraham, Kina Noah, uh, this other guy, Kina Enoch, Sarah, Rahab, all those guys who are listed in Hebrews chapter 11, those were the people who lived disruptive lives. Those are the people whose presence and existence could not go unnoticed. Kina Paul, Kina Peter, all those guys. So other than, the, other than the people who know you, who else know, knows that you exist? And even for the people who know you, how is your existence affecting them? If it is affecting them at all in the first place. The second thing is that when salt is not present in food you will also notice it's not there it lacks flavor right in any given society that has no believers at all like akuna wa kristo or has believers who are silent uh, by being forced like for example in the in the in the asian countries kina china kina hong kong and all those places you know the, it, it is illegal for you to be a christian uh we, we are with some american friends when miss mushiri now they're from california and, and they were telling us how they passed through, they were, they were in Egypt before they came here, and they told us how in Egypt it is it is illegal for you to preach the gospel. You can gather as a church, you can gather as Christians, but it is illegal for you to preach the gospel. <laughs> it's funny, it's very funny, uh, very interesting, rather. Right? Um, so, a society like that, whether they are unreached societies where there are no Christians, you know, the, Jesus is not a thing there, or it has believers who are silenced by the government or by other authorities, or it has Christians who are silent by their own choosing, which is the, which, in, and this category has the biggest, this is where the biggest uh, number of Christians lie, present but not felt, present but silent, existing with no impact. And, and I'm saying, Nikoapo, sasa so, so, I'm not I'm not here like to bash us, man. Nikoapo, Nikoapo. <laughs> this this is a word for, for all of us. That kind of society that lacks Christian, uh, rather a Christian, a Christian presence will have a high will have a very high level of of moral degradation. Like it's quite immoral. A very good example that we'll draw from Scripture is the town of Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham was having a negotiation of sorts with the Lord about how many righteous people could be found in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he started with 50, went all the way to 10. You know, you know it's like 50, God is like, if we find 50, I won't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, 45, I won't. 30, I won't. He goes all the way to 10. And the Lord is like, listen, if we find 10 people in Sodom and Gomorrah who are still living for the Lord, I will not, for their sake, I will not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and then the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 7, that Lot was the only righteous person in Sodom and Gomorrah. How sad is that? You can imagine in the whole of Nairobi, you cannot find 10 people who love the Lord. It's only one. And it doesn't say Lot and his family. It says just Lot, just Lot himself, no one else. And it was so bad in Sodom and Gomorrah um, you know, that if you read the story of Lot, uh, it, it goes that there were two angels who came to visit Lot and, and, and they were male, they were men, as in they were male in gender. And so they come and visit Lot, you know, and, then, and the men went to, you know, went into, 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 into Lot's house. And so when at night it comes, the men of Sodom and Gomorrah, and when Sodom and Gomorrah come and knock at, 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 at Lot's house and they tell him, you know, give us those two men who we saw entering your house, we want to have sex with them. These are men asking for other men. And the story gets even crazier. Lot tells them, please don't do that. I have two daughters. I'm going to give you those two daughters to sleep with them. And these guys were like, we want the men we saw coming in. In fact, they tell Lot, you are a foreigner. What makes you think you have the right to tell us what we can do? And they push him aside. And so as they were pushing him, the two angels pull him into the house. They close the door and and the Bible says that they uh, (laughs) blessed this man with blindness. So, you know, so they lacked coordination, like they couldn't see anymore. And God destroyed that city. Like that's that's how immoral that city had gotten to. Moral decadence, um, you know, will always prevail where believers are silent and passive. Whereas believers are silent and passive, moral decadence will always will always be there. Because why? Because both the presence and the absence of salt in food is felt in equal measure. When, when believers and their presence is felt the nation is set right, the society is set right. But also when their absence is felt, very many many things go wrong. Like what what was happening in Solomon Gomorrah. So the reason reason why Kutakwa always in a moral decadence uh, in a society that lacks believers or has believers who are silent and passive is because both the presence and the absence of salt in food is felt and it is felt in equal measure. But we must never be deceived to think that there is a middle ground, a gray area a neutral ground that either we can be, we can, we can, you know, that 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 it's fine. We can be passive believers, we can be inactive, we can be silent, and everything will be fine. Cannot happen. When believers are radical as Jesus was, that nation or society gets to see God's light and favor. And when they are muted, the devil has free reign over that society or community. Kenya, for example, is said to be 80% Christian. Now that statistic is calculated, uh, they look at they look at, uh, you know, how many people in the Kenyan population have Christian names. And then they say those people are Christian. And says, of those people, they make 80, they make up 80% of our population. Now, we may not be, we may not be all the 80%, that 80%, we may not be, all of them might not be saved. But the point is that as Christians, we are many. We are many in this country, Tukowengi. Yet the reality we live in today is that of corruption. We live in a reality of pathetic leadership. You know, we live in a in a, in a in a in a in a reality of pathetic governance. We live in a society, we live the reality we are living in in Kenya right now is of moral degrad uh, degrad degradation. But anyway, I am not going to I'm going to do in reality, you know, among the young and the old. You know, today, fornication has become so normalized, Bana. We have songs about it. Early people can write songs about, about fornication today. Some of us on this call have those songs on our mobile phones. We are the biggest fans of those musicians. You know, the Kenyan environment is that of normalizing things that should not be normal. And why is that? It's because we, are, we are the, it's because we, who are the salt of this country, we've lost our flavor banner. You know, the salt is there, yes, we are there, but, it, but its presence or lack thereof has no effect on the food. Like, yes, we are there, but we have no effect. It would make no difference if we were not there. You know, the second, the second example that Jesus used was that of a candle. And he says that a candle cannot be lit and be put under the table. Just think about it, man. Think about, he's not talking about, Jesus is not painting a scenario. Ati imagine, umewasha candle, alafu ya meza. Anasema, it does not make sense as to why you'd light a candle and put it under the table. Why? Because the way a candle was engineered to work is that it is supposed to be lit and put on a table. You understand? It is like demanding a donkey to fly. It cannot because that is not inherently, it was not designed to do that. We are talking about, about what is inherent to the design of a candle, that it is supposed to be put on a table to light. So he's not painting a scenario here at imagine to make a candle, make a basket, that's do. No, no, he's saying, if you understand what a candle is, then you understand how it works. And this is how it works. You light it when there is darkness and you put it on a table. If you put it under the desk, People will be like, who does that? If you put it under the desk, it would be like you clearly do not understand what you're doing. It would be like a person who, it would be like a person who, <laughs> I don't know, you know, you just don't understand how things work. Okay? Hallelujah to that faith. That's very profound, Mazin. That's very profound. So if you understand how a candle works, Jesus, I hope as a I, I, this was not a scenario that the Lord was painting. He was trying to explain to us inherently uh, by nature uh, uh, intrinsically by nature the way a candle is supposed to work or how why or let me put it this way this is why candles exist so that they can be lit and put on desks. that is why they exist. If there was no need if there was no need to disperse darkness candles would not exist. All right. So let me put it that way. I hope that that now makes sense. And then Jesus is using that now as, as as uh, you know, he's using that as a parallel to explain how our faith is supposed to operate also. Right. And Jesus was trying to bring out something about the candle that I would say is inherent to the candle, which is what I've explained that you cannot light a candle and put it under the desk. Jesus was likening, likening this to our faith inherently by design, intrinsically, is that faith in Jesus Christ is expressive. It is not muted. It is not quiet. It is not exclusive. It is expressive. It is expressed. Jesus lived for that. Jesus lived to be seen. And not, not in a popular kind of way at he's living for fame, for people to see him. He was not living for popularity. He was living to be seen. He wanted to make the point that I cannot come to this planet and then die as if I never existed. You know, he's he, he The reason he wanted to be seen was so that he could challenge the the status quo. You know, these were cultures, and we must understand that the, that the status quo that Jesus was challenging was not simple. These were not simple things. Like, why do you put, uh, why do you why do you put after What came first, the chicken or the egg? Those were not the things that the, that Jesus was trying to challenge. Jesus was trying to challenge cultures ways of life that had been deeply embedded in so, into society. If Jesus was here today, he would be fighting corrupt leaders. He would be preaching against what has become normal and shouldn't be like, and shouldn't be, you know, like the nonsense we call music today, eh, yeah, and the like. And then we, 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 and then we say, it's just music. You know, we, we pass it off as music. Yeah, it's just music, but is it? Is it music? You know, over history, if I digress kidogo, music was used, Music has always been used to propagate movements. Like, mention any movement that has been there in history. I assure you, there's a song attached to it. Even here in Kenya, which political, which, which election doesn't have anthems? You know, But when music is pushing immorality, then it's just music. And we even have the audacity and the boldness to force it down people's ears through campaigns that are meant to look innocent, such as hashtag play Kenyan music. And some of us have become so desensitized to this that we have those songs on our phones, but If those people called for a concert to yo, me, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of going to Christian weddings that forget Jesus is a thing as soon as we start dancing. I'm tired. I've said it. And a pale wedding, umekwa kijjuatu wa meo kokoka. Kiku zileta mio kudan. lina se pale kwa reception pale. E yeswa na chakukwa facta. Nimechoka. Ka weding yabuita kwe ni invite please. James chapter two speaks of a faith that has actions attached to it. He talks about widows and orphans being taken care of. Yani, we do not just say we are Christians, but our actions speak for us as well. Our actions also speak and say that we are Christians. The reason why we do not have this kind of faith today is because our devotions and our fellowships have become about us. We are doing so well. So well, and I'm sure the Lord is proud of us. As in mungo sisi, some of us are so diligent and so disciplined. I wish I had that kind of discipline when it comes to showing up for, 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 for daily devotions. Man, what, I don't know how many of us use the U version of the Bible. Uh, you can you can maybe like put put your thing up. Uh, you can you can do this this thing If you use the U version, there's that part where it's called uh, the streaks. Man, I've seen people putting up screenshots. There's there's of you too, and I become so challenged because Miss a I've never have never gone past 20 ever, and by the time I 20, I'm feel like uh, Vice Jesus himself, Deputy Jesus. You know, if Jesus was to delegate his, his lordship to someone, it would be me. But then I see some people who've done like 365 out of 365. And I'm so challenged, Banner. You know, so there are people who are very diligent and very disciplined in showing up for this, for, this, um, for this daily devotions. But when we show up for those daily devotions, they are about us. They are not about the Lord. They are about us. You know, how is God orchestrating a breakthrough for me in this season? What is the Lord doing for me in this season? You know, how, uh, Njenga, what have you been learning? Aki, of late I have been loving, I have been learning how, uh, you know, I have become, rather, Njenga, you have been learning this season, aki, I have just been made aware. Like, I've just received a fresh awareness of how much the Lord loves me. You know, Njenga, what season are you in? Right now, I feel like the Lord is leading me towards this. I feel like the Lord is doing this for me. I feel like the Lord is asking this of me. And don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong or untrue about that kind of doctrine. It is very true. It is scriptural. It is biblical. If you're doing that, keep doing that. It is very true of God. And there are so many scriptures right now I can quote for you that show us that God wants wants us blessed. One of the ways, and I know this is an unpopular, unpopular, it's, it's not a so, it's not, it's an It's an unpopular opinion, but one of the ways you're going to bring glory to God is by being blessed. Poverty does not glorify the Lord. I've said it. Yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't. And the reason it does not glorify God is not because that poverty is a bad thing. It's just because it's not consistent with the nature of God. God is not poor. God has no track record of failure. God is prosperous. It says that 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 he owns cattle on a no. How does that go? It goes that it it says that God owns cattle on a thousand hills. Yes, cattle on a thousand hills. So there's there's a hill full of cattle because what is specified is the number of hills, not the number of cattle. It says there's, there's 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 one hill here that is full of cattle, and then those hills are a thousand. How much is one cow or one goat? Now you multiply that by one hill, and then one heel by a thousand of them. He's not poor. The one time that Jesus needed money, he got it from a fish. Which man of God, who, who in the Bible do you know, was used by God who was having financial difficulties? So God wants that for us. And we are right when we pray those things. There's a scripture in the book of Ephesians, and again, it's repeated, I think, in the book of um. First, uh, Philippians 4 6, you know, do not be anxious about anything, but in, but in prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. Um, and then there's another one in Ephesians. Man, 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 this is Ephesians chapter, I think if I'm not wrong, it is Ephesians chapter 4, if I'm not wrong, that says pray specific prayers. Don't go there and say, "Lord bless me." Go there and say, "God, this year I appreciate a car. Lord, this year I appreciate a girlfriend. I appreciate a boyfriend." There's nothing wrong. It's completely scriptural, and don't make people feel. And oh, this prosperity gospel has been preached. It has been abused. Even if it has been abused, it being abused does not does not Like the fact that it has been abused does not make it untrue. It is still truth that the Lord is prosperous and that the Lord wants His people prosperous. And like I said, there's so many scriptures. Yo, in this in this topic, mina panda because babu mina mbiangamungu. I want to be wealthy. I don't know about you guys, but me, I want to be wealthy. Ni tangi, what do a tangi kwana niki preach? Najwa, eh, nataka kwana on a background fancy kama is you so I, 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 and 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 greater. So I am, I am interested. In wealth. I don't know about you guys. I'm interested in having a beautiful wife. You know, family gathering, family I want to show up with a beautiful wife, you know, who will make who will make every other man in that in that congregation feel like this is easy to look up in Jangaki or I want those things. I want those things. I don't know if you guys are interested in those things, but me, I am, and I want them. And I am honest with the Lord. When I, when I talk to Him, I am honest, and I tell Him I want those things. Hallelujah. So, Ms. to spiritual, but let me tell you, that's the. I am interested, all right? I am interested in those things. And I completely believe um, that even from Scripture, that is a truth that cannot be negated. God wants us prosperous. God wants us prosperous. Let me tell you um, I am for example called to do ministry. I however doubt I'll ever get a chance to preach to I mean I don't doubt God. I'm sure he can open the doors but just just go with it just go with what I'm saying. Um, I would be it would be a miracle for me. To, to rub shoulders with a person like the CEO of Safaricom. And even if I was to rub shoulders with him, it would be very difficult for me to get, to get him to listen to what I have to say. You know, he'll ask me, who are you? I'll tell him, I'm Joseph Njanga. Okay, what, what are you about? I'm like, hey, let me tell you, bro. Hey, the Lord has used me greatly. In the past one year, I've led a thousand people to the Lord. Those are not statistics that matter to such people. You understand? But if I was to go there as a corporate person and say, uh, listen, I have started five companies over the last two years or five years, and all of them had have had have had a turnover of a billion shillings. That's a person they will listen to. They will listen to you. I've been I've had the privilege of rubbing shoulders with very powerful people by the way. i The chairman of the board of Stand Big Bank is my friend. Nikona Nambayake app. Yangu. more importantly. In fact, he he offered Shuri and I. Uh, his loan, his kwa nyumbaka, ali offer loan, yake kama kama wedding venue yetu. But then she me, I'm taking up that offer. You know, so so I am, I, I know these guys. And and um, I, and um that's just one of them, okay? I, I I have like like a few more. I'm not siringi, but uh, naringa, chinyamaji loki, you know, but I have been privileged to go to, to accompany some of these guys to go, uh, when they go to preach to these high schools. And they go there and they start saying things like, uh, you know, the Lord loves you, which is what me I go to say when I go to preach. Um, And then I've, I've also observed times when they would go there and say, listen, I have a master's degree from the University of Manchester. I have been a permanent secretary three times. I know that guy. I know a guy who's been a permanent secretary three times, you know, and he knows me. He has my number. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying Um um you know so li- like like i've been a permanent secretary three times i worked for the government um you know i was a partner at pwc i also know that guy he has my number uh you know so um like like all these all these guys and i've noted how how the congregation responds differently to them all of a sudden people pay attention all of a sudden people are interested in what does this person has to say and let me tell you those guys this one guy um he was he's a former He's a former uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it's the, the most like the most immediate former but he used to he at one time he was the financial um, he was the financial director of KQ. I know that guy and, and every time this guy has gone to preach uh, this is what's group I am, I am in with this with all these guys, he comes back and says 65 boys gave their lives to the Lord you know 45 boys gift i've noticed for that particular guy it's because of that man when i get so historia pesa. historia the lord is not about money the lord is listen that money is not even about you it gives you relevance that helps the kingdom of god but let's move on so that that thing is it's 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 scriptural it's scriptural god wants us to have those things all right um and, 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 and there, like I said, there are so many scriptures that I can quote that will show you that God wants you to have a comfortable life here on earth. God wants you. God wants you well. He wants you living well. The problem is that we are completely oblivious of this other side of being a Christian, the expressive side, the side of this faith that Jesus commanded us and enabled us to go out to all nations, preaching the gospel and baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We have zoned that part out for some reason. You know, that's why we sit here and we are hoping that one day corruption will end and not asking God what part we have to play in ending that corruption. You know, when faith is not expressed, it dies. Because when you decide to step out and listen to if there's something you're going to get out of this teaching today, get this. Faith is expressed. And when it's not, it, it, it dies. Because when you decide to step out in obedience to what God is asking you to do, you will always be confronted with situations that require more than you are capable of. God will never call you to do something comfortable. If you're having fellowship with the Holy Spirit and you're getting convictions to do things that are well, with, well, that are well within your abilities, I would advise you to consult and to check again who it is you're having fellowship with. The Holy Spirit will never give you a conviction that is comfortable, that is within your abilities. And the reason he does that is to, to create a culture of dependence on him, that he will ask you to do something that he clearly knows you can't do. And then it's going to force you to go back on your knees. It's going to force you to depend on him. And when you obey, you are confronted habitually by that reality of your need for God and your need for his grace. On the flip side, if you're only in fellowship with God for you, you know, you have no need. If you're just in fellowship for God for you, what season am I in? What is the Lord saying this? You know, where is the Lord leading me? When am I getting a boyfriend, a girlfriend? When am I getting married? If that is the only way, or rather if that is the, a bigger composition of your fellowship with the Lord, you will have no need for depending on God because you will always be selective with your obedience. You will only obey to do things that are within your ability, things that are comfortable for you to do. So when the Lord tells you, call so-and-so and find out how they're doing, ah, cool, I'll do that. But when the Lord tells you, stop that stranger on the road and share the gospel with them, it would be like, brother. That's why people like Injenga exist. It's not us. It's not my calling. Me, my calling is to go into the marketplace. The day the call of evangelism was for everyone. Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 was for everyone. It says, he said this to his disciples. All authority has been given to me and now I give it to you. Go into the world, teaching them and commanding them, uh, you know, to follow what I have taught you, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If you consider yourself a disciple of Jesus, that is something you ought to be doing. It is, a, it is not even just a responsibility, but it is a privilege that you have been given. So on the flip side, if your fellowship with God is just about you and your needs, then you will have no need for God because you will always be selective with what you choose, with what you are obeying. And you will only obey those things that are comfortable for you. You will end up becoming entitled. I'm about to offend some people, which is fine. Um, You will end up becoming entitled because to you, God will eventually become an alternative for stuff that you can actually do for yourself. You'll pray to God for money or for a boyfriend but you don't really, you know, need God to make money. You know that. You know you're smart. I can, I can sell stuff and make money. But because you're spiritual, you pray about it. And should God not answer you, then he is not faith. And you walk away from God and you do the very thing you are praying for him, the very thing you are asking him to do for you, you do it by yourself. You become entitled that's why I'm, 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 I know this is a very sensitive thing to say, but let me just say it. That's why people will pray, for example, for children or you'll pray for, for marriage. I want to be married by the time I'm, I'm, I'm 25. Or you're praying for someone who's sick in the hospital and they die and you walk away from God saying he's not faithful. That's a spirit of entitlement. What, what exactly do you think God owes you? Or, or why exactly do you think God owes you anything? Did you forget? Did we forget how we got here? Did we forget that we got here through the mercy and the grace of God? That without that, but that is what happens when when we become comfortable, we become entitled to the presence of God, we become entitled to the blessings of God. We lose sight of the privilege and honor it is to be in fellowship with the Father. But when you are uh, habitually stepping out in obedience and in boldness and in courage you will always be confronted with the ability you'll always be confronted with with your weaknesses you'll always be confronted with the reality of that listen I'm actually not all that I really am not I thought I was but I really am not I mean I can't even stop a person on the street to tell them about Jesus I need him to do that I have mouth, I have the words, I know what the gospel is, I can say it. But for some reason, I just cannot stop a person on the street. I can't go talk to that cousin who I know is not saved. I need to pray for like three hours in order for me to get that, that boldness and that courage to go and tell them listen, I am sorry I have not shared with you this for the five years we've known each other, but the Lord loves you, man. And you don't have to keep living the way you're living. That's why Jesus died on the cross for you. You know, we need the grace of God to do such things. Simple things, man. But we need the Lord to do them. If you are living a life of obedience to the Holy Spirit, that is a reality you will always be confronted with. It will keep you humble. It 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 will make you think straight. It will keep you sober you'll now start understanding things like the sovereignty of God, that yes, I, pr- I prayed for a boyfriend, but this was not the year. I prayed for a girlfriend, but this is not the year. But for me, that is not what defines the goodness of God. God is good because he is good, period. Not because of the things he does for me. God is faithful because he's faithful, because that's his character. And if my circumstances do not speak of that, maybe it's my understanding that is wrong. Maybe it's my definition of what a faithful God looks like. Maybe that definition is what is wrong. Maybe my definition of a good God is what is wrong. But as far as God is concerned, he is good because he has said so. And he's not a man that he should lie. We lose sight. Sovereignty, the revelation of the sovereignty of God is not something that will hit you if you're caught up in yourself. And don't get me wrong, guys. Please pray for your needs. I keep saying this. I do not want my wife to come any other way except through Jesus. I don't want my car to come any other way except through Jesus. I do not want my house to come to me in any other way except through Jesus. I will pray for these things. All I'm trying to say is that our faith does not stop there. There's this whole other aspect of our faith that is not just about us. Forever and ever since God help us, God help us. For a change, let us go into the presence of the Lord and ask him, how can we help you? You know, what can I give my obedience to? Is there an area that, Lord, you require my obedience? Speak, and I will move. We must... So, listen, faith that is not expressed, I hope you now understand what I mean by that statement, will eventually die. In simple terms, if you don't start preaching the gospel and start walking out in courage, in full obedience of of what the Lord is asking you to do, full of faith, full of courage, full of boldness, if you don't do that, you will eventually end up where Jesus brought you out of in the first place eventually. If God brought you out of arrogance, alcoholism, sexual immorality, that's where you're going to end up in. And it's not because God hates you. It's because the kind of faith you have subscribed to was engineered to be expressive. And when you deny it, that expression, it eventually dies. So what's the way forward? I'm done. What's the way forward? We must develop a culture of being abandoned to the Lord. A culture of saying yes to what is uncomfortable. A culture of saying yes to things that require boldness and boldness that we don't think we have at the moment. Saying yes to things that require courage and and, and courage that we clearly know we don't have at the moment. We must say yes to living lives that are uncomfortable. We must say yes to living lives of, you know, we call it a radical servanthood, where you you help people to a point where you're inconvenienced. That my kindness is not is not up to the point at which I start experiencing inconvenience. In fact, my kindness is provoked by inconvenience. Like, let me tell you, I will be so kind to you that I will be inconvenienced. Yani, once I just guarantee me that by being kind to you, I'll be inc- I'll be inconvenienced. That is when I'll be kind to you. It was not convenient for Jesus to die on that cross. Definitely was not. But that's kindness, man. You understand? People will live that kind of life. If we can start living that kind of life, then God will start calling people into leadership positions. If we start living that kind of life, then God will call people to becoming company executives. God will give you strategies. God will call you into becoming the chief justice. So many low people on this call today. Thank the Lord for you. We need you guys. You know, God will open doors. God will open those corridors for you. Which is funny because I believe for every one of us, that is exactly what we want. We want influence. We want relevance. And God is offering that to us. But let me tell you, relevance requires boldness. Relevance requires courage. You will not be relevant if you're afraid of men. You won't be. You will become a people pleaser. You won't be relevant to your office if you're afraid of losing that job. And you can't be afraid of losing that job. That's fine. We are saying we are trying to walk into places that require boldness that we don't have. And that's fine because the Lord will give us. That's the point. That's what I was saying. That if you are habitually following the Holy Spirit, you will constantly find your places your, yourself in places that require more than you can offer. And then the Lord enables you. We have to embrace discomfort, my friends. We have to... Uh, Amen. Let me tell you, the people who are stealing from our country they are not afraid of of people they are not afraid of men those people are very bold and they are very they're very courageous the people who go into studio and and, and record those songs they are not shy about talking about what they what they talk about in those songs it's unfortunate that we are shy about talking about jesus but these guys are not uh, afraid or shy <laughs> they put it out any jamaa na kachini, na pen na kitabu, anandika wimbo. Ana, alafa wanasoma hizo lyrics. Iyo imgongi that and takataka. Goes ahead into a studio, meets a person who's as pathetic as them, creates a beat for them, then they go to a media house that is full of people who are as pathetic as they are, and they promote that song. Kwa yote chanyote yakuna mtu mwenye, akona common sense yaku, 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 yaku realize what we are putting out is trash. And then now, the most pathetic people are the ones who listen to those songs. There's a time I was with my cousin, a lady, and she puts a song, one of those gangatons, but basically the guy was saying, I'm going to try and sleep with this lady, and I don't care whether or not she's going to give me consent, which is funny because that's what has been running in the socials these past two weeks. So I stopped that song, tell my cousin Aburi, restart that song, and I asked her, have you ever listened to what this person is saying? like no no it's just a song I'm like okay cool play it again and I and I made her repeat that part where where they were saying that I'm like as a lady why are you listening to that how how do how are you even finding that entertaining right but people and you like people like you and I my friends are the solutions to this we are the solution to these things so we must develop a culture of being abandoned to the Lord. Whatever the Lord asks us to do, we will do. Wherever, they ask, wherever the Lord sends us to go, we will go. He just needs to speak Father, and we will do it. And we will do it, Lord. Give us the boldness. Give us the courage. We know that we don't have it, Lord, but we, we want it. Give it to us. We have done so well in walking with the Lord till today. Man, some of us here got saved when they were like, I don't know, seven, class seven, class eight. We have done so well in walking with the Lord. Now let's just embrace this other side of our faith that we must understand is not an option. You know, for the longest time, I thought preaching to people people about the gospel is an option. I've come to realize it's not. I have to, I have to, I just have to. I just have to. I don't have that option of not doing it. I just have to. You know, so I'm going to stop there. Next week, we are going to look at a culture of faith, what it means now to walk out in faith. We're going to look at things like, um, you know, like how do we say yes to the Lord? Why do we need to say yes to the Lord? What are some of the opportunities and some of the places that the Lord gives us to say yes to him? But today, I just wanted us to start off that way by understanding that we have to be recklessly abandoned. We have to be broken before the Lord. And that is something you can decide. It's not something mystical that comes to you one day when you're just there and you're going on, on your, with your business and the Holy Spirit falls. It's something that you can be deliberate about. Father, I know there's need in this world. I know there's need in Kenya. Lord, I know that there is need in my family. Father, is there a way I can be a solution? Is there a way I can be part of that solution? If there is, show me. And then after you show me, Lord, I need you to give me the courage and the boldness to go. You do that and I I promise you, you will live the rest of your life broken before the Lord because you will always be aware of the fact that you're not sufficient. By your own abilities, you're not sufficient. But that's a good thing. It's not a thing to be embarrassed about. It's not something to shy away from. It is something to proclaim that everything that I have been able to do, I don't know how I've been able to do it. It's not humanly possible, but for somehow a human did it. I am that human. The Lord did that through me. Culture of abandonment. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this word. We thank you so much for provoking us, Lord. Just bringing us to the awareness, Lord, that there's so much that is wrong with our country, so much that is wrong with our lives, even with our families, Lord our Jerusalem. And Father, thank you for making us know, letting us know, Lord, that we can be part of that solution. So Holy Spirit, I ask for every single person on this call tonight, would you show them how they can be part of that solution? I ask, Holy Spirit, would you show us, each one of us, Lord, quicken our hearts right now in the name of Jesus to a place of need. Quicken us right now, Holy Spirit, to a place of need. Quicken us to a place where salt is needed. And Lord, may you give us the courage and the boldness to be the people who provide that solution. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'll hand it back to Bonashuri. Shuri. Shuri.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Maze, I, no. I um maybe I'm lost with the words. Um if that um someone hasn't wrecked you in ways, um like if that someone hasn't wrecked you, Mazi, I'll I'll what I'll tell you. For me, I won't say thank you, Jenga, for, for sharing that word. Um I really feel challenged, especially whereby where in the part you talked about. Do I live a disrupted life or do I conform? And most of the time I actually conform rather than live a life that whereby my light, the light that I'm supposed to show, it's on top of a hill. Most of the time we can get in bed. And and I've just heard up the way you finished off, like when you stated that um, I'm not sufficient. And sometimes I may think that I can do it, but I really can't do it where I am. It's because of God's goodness, so I want to say thank you. Um, thank you for everyone who has joined us. Um, I hope are blessed. Yes, thank you. I uh, hope are blessed. So um give me a second. We're blessed. Come on, um, if you you can say something, anyone, at least um, if you have anything to say. Oh, and before I say anything, I've got good news. One of us. Has gotten engaged koi koi group. Hey. Yes, I'm a good. I got you got you got you got you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah,
0: um, got you got got you got you you got you 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 got
1: you got you 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 Amazing. You can't even compare amazing. So just come on, me na Jenga, easy bit to Marriage was not to be. but yeah, <tuna> look <laughs> tum, to look four hundred as we say to tum, to escape it, to say to us, Ha, must be sure. Jenga. Yeah, yeah. Um, if anyone, at least, um, thank you, Jenga, for your word, and I really pray that God, as you, as He prepares you, go. Maybe even also ask, maybe be known by our fruits. Like it's quite to and then it leaves us. So yeah, based on that. Sorry, I'll ask Jam. um am um, at least to say hi to us together with Ian, Ian, and Jackie. To salute me to To kuona leo.
2: Hi everyone. Um, hi Hi. So but I'm neoni.
0: Yes, like
2: Apa na tueki video? Video ni yako tu njenga.
0: kama kama ya Oh,
2: mimi nitatafuta. Sina yenu.
0: Unasikia kuna mtu ame Kuna mtu ame? leo.
2: Oh, so that might be a an <laughs> inhibish Some of our
0: breakfast come way Some of our come in very simple ways. Very simple. Mm-hmm.
2: True. I, I hear true, you true, true. Um, but thank you for the word and thank you everyone it's uh, nice to be here on a Friday night
1: mm-hmm. and
2: <laughs> it is yeah uh, I pray that everyone is blessed and to the one who was engaged uh, a happy union to her or him I don't know yeah <laughs> yes thank you very Good much time everyone and all the best and have a lovely night
1: thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you uh miss jackie <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. So um, um I think Jackie and Jaribu but it's okay. So um, as we as we as we end, I hope you guys have been blessed. Um, I hope the word of God may it has seeped in to your heart that will be those people in the as the seeds of God, the word of God, the soul of our hearts that it will grow and actually. To bigger trees that will like an oak tree that will last for many years. So um, on that basis before I end, um, I've sent um, the giving information to 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 your chat box. Um, I want to thank you for all, all of those who have been partner partnering with us for such a long time. You are giving actually for the zoom in you know, to allow like to keep the things of the ministry running and we do appreciate it. So um I've given that information on the number. You can send on that number 705 Yeah, and um as I'm and I may God actually bless each one of, of you. So um as we end, I will say to each one of you, <laughs> the, the meeting has ended. If you want to stay and have a chat with Jenga, you can do so. Yeah. You can do so. Uh, more anyone in it is a certain tea party, sasa. You can say hi, Unesa Juliana, when you're corner DP, Mingle. Yeah, to <laughs> cover So yeah. I'm just shaking your joke, sour. You sour, So, yeah, Bella, have a good night, to each and everyone. Thank you, Bella, for laughing. I know it was funny. I know it was funny. Not funny. Um, um, no, it wasn't. You're the temptone. Asasha, my kiako,
2: Of course, I've got you in that section.
1: Nikoshiwa, Sophie, na feedo na check, kacheko kundiuma, but missawa. Yeah. Um. How wonderful? Yeah, and Bella, and Bella, and my mom, and Bella's mom. Yes, thank
2: you, thank you, <laughs> you support mob, <laughs> She's just laughing here, she's not <laughs> understanding the story. <laughs> there, was,
0: there was a lady who came here, no, was it Sophie or who? The story is that uh, there's a lady who came here, there's a day we were talking and they said, Christian men, how vibe was chana, so Jade said she will supply those men who have vibes. The one who got engaged today, that lady said she'd bring men like her boyfriend who have vibes, who's now her fiance. So we are still waiting for those brothers. Yeah, so Mimi to overlooked, but in this hour we are, but we are we are not complaining.
1: So. <laughs> Ay, yeah, yeah. Ay, yeah 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 okay, yeah. the brothers are here. The brotherhood
0: hey. yeah.
1: When are the brothers coming? Sure, I will look for them and, and tell her. Eh, yeah. Oh no, 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 I'll definitely tell her. To I'll definitely tell her. Okay. So um on that basis um. Have a lovely night, each one of you. I'll read your names. Jenga, Yvonne, Charles, Joel, Ade, Ade Tracy, Ms. Toko, Ms. Akide, Mr. Sam, Ms. Jackie, Ms. Mr. Ian, Ms. Mushiri, Ms. Mumbi, and Ms. Sophie. Tunawapenda <laughs> sana. Thank you, and God bless <laughs> you. And another Monday, as we are about to start a new, also a new prayer guide in a camp. For the next yes. so Yes. 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 Yeah. Sawasawa. Sawa. Good night. Good night, football. Good
2: night.
1: And meeting.